are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is happening and welcome to the Lockdown Pistons podcast, your episode for Friday, March the 12th. And this is March. It is March Madness officially. This is your boy, Matt Shook, the host of the Lockdown Pistons podcast, a sports writer here in Detroit City covering sports gambling for PlayMichigan.com, a Pistons fan and follower my whole life, just like you guys, and a sports newspaper reporter for over a decade as well. And I'm Brother Brian, and how do I get one of these buyouts I keep hearing so much about? Thanks for listening. Thanks for spreading the word about the Lockdown Pistons podcast. Today we are talking about a Pistons loss to open the second half of the season down in the Queen City against the Charlotte Hornets. Another good one for the tank and some good signs as well. Also looking ahead to the Pistons weekend, a reunion with a couple of uh, – Faces that from our past and not so distant past as well. We will see if number two for the Brooklyn Nets suits up in his first game with his new team on Saturday night. Also, the college slate to watch all sorts of draft prospects. Some of them you might be your last chance to check out in this next weekend. Some of them will be setting up for their NCAA tournament runs. It's March, man. It feels good. I had the uh, Spartans on while working today, and we'll do the same with Michigan at 11.30 a.m., a nice early start there for Michigan and Maryland today. Good times. Weather's looking nicer. Everything you want with March here in Michigan. Uh, give me a follow on Twitter at Matt underscore Shook, S-C-H-O-C-H, another underscore for that. Also the Locked on Pistons Twitter account. And check us out on Facebook at Locked on Pistons dash Matt Shook. Give Brother Brian a follow at Shook 12 and we'll stop right there. Brian, All right. how's it going? Uh, you know, a tough loss for the Spartans today. Tough loss for the Pistons today. Uh, but I think – both these teams will be okay looking ahead to the draft and looking ahead to, I think, Selection Sunday as well. Yeah, it does sound like Tom's going to find a way to sneak into this tournament uh, after all, which is good. You want to see as many local teams making it to the uh, event as possible. But the weather's breaking, pistons are tanking. All's right <laughs> with the spring. Yeah. yeah, right. And uh, down in Charlotte to open the second half of the season, just 35 games remaining. We don't want to lose all 35 of them the rest of the way, but uh, close to that might not be so bad. But uh, how did game one of the second half go, Brian? Well, the Pistons started the second half the same way they ended the second, the first half with a loss, falling to 10 and 27, 105 to 102 to the Charlotte Hornets down in Charlotte. Pistons were led by Jeremy Grant, who scored 32 on 11 of 24 shooting. He also had eight rebounds. The game started off slowly. It was kind of a mess to get started, shake that rust off. But the Pistons really came out in the second half and really made it a ball game. Yeah, the shots were falling in the third quarter for the Pistons. They definitely weren't falling in the first half. And it's it's too elementary to come on a podcast and be like, well, they weren't making shots in the first half, and then they, they were in third. But that's kind of what it is sometimes. And then uh, they went into the fourth and went neck and neck, got the lead back there. Um, and uh, we're looking good headed down the stretch. Um, Isaiah Stewart playing some late minutes. I know uh, Mason Plumlee had some follow before he came back into the game. LaMelo Ball comes back in, I believe, about just about tied with three and a half minutes. Um, and, yeah, an exciting finish. And uh, for the tank crowd, 
pretty good finish all in all. Yeah, only two other Pistons scored in double digits. Sadiq Bay with 14, four of nine shooting from deep. And Svima Halik with 11 as he uh, garnered a start to start the second half. He had eight assists as well, uh, which led the team. I thought that DeLon Wright coming off, he didn't play the last couple of weeks before the break and then and then the break as well. He looks like he needs to work himself back. He did not look like in any kind of rhythm at all. You mentioned everyone early uh, on both teams looked a little rusty, but uh, DeLon Wright in particular, I think, it, it, interestingly enough, he's supposed to be the one stabilizing the point guard position, but he ended up taking minutes away from Saban Lee, who only played four minutes in this game. And I thought Dennis Smith Jr. off the bench uh, had one of his worst performances as a as a Piston as well. I just didn't see a lot that I liked out of him. He wasn't very active in this game. So, you know, coincidentally, uh, DeLon Wright comes in and, and helps the tank, but doesn't necessarily help the play of the offense, which was Jeremy Grant and really not much else tonight. Yeah, and I mentioned Jeremy Grant getting the eight rebounds. Mason Plumley also grabbed eight rebounds, coupling that with nine points. And Isaiah Stewart, eight off the bench uh, rebounds as well. Yeah, I kind of felt myself, and I feel bad about it. I don't want to be this, like, tank guy who's, who's out there, like, r- actively rooting for losses or on Twitter saying, oh, no, that's a bad thing when they make a good play. But I did feel like when when Svee makes the shot from the corner, the three late there, I did kind of think, oh, no, they might, they might win this one. But, it, of course, Stewart's three late was great. Um, anytime you see him adding tools to the toolbox is absolutely outstanding. Uh, Sadiq knocking down four threes as well was nice to see. So really anything that the rookies and the young guys do. And of course we like uh, all the contributions from Jeremy Grant showing that he's, he made a late three as well, that he could be a potential closer. We want to see him develop that gene as time goes on. So a lot to like um, the first half was ugly, but that's all right. And uh, we'll head into the weekend here, but Brian, what did you think? About, I know you got some stats from the Hornets, too, but what did you think about that rookie point guard, LaMelo Ball? It was really eye-opening to see him playing with more talented players, passing them open. He was the only starter on Charlotte not to score in double digits. He got seven points, but he had five rebounds, nine assists, especially early. You could tell he was kind of uh, like a maestro out there, just kind of running the offense. The other four players that started alongside him, you know, all got 20, you know, in large part because he's passing them open. P.J. Washington led the way with 20. Gordon Hayward had 17 points, as did Terry Rozier. And Cody Zeller really started early around the rim. Um, got 15 points and seven rebounds tonight. I thought LaMelo, I just can't take my eyes off that guy for good and bad, right? I mean, most of it's good, and he's having a great rookie season. We gave him his props on yesterday's show. But on the other hand, or uh, sorry, I did so many podcasts this week. I get it mixed up. I've talked good about LaMelo Ball, trust me. But, uh, you know, the, the, the running the, run the show like a, like the maestro, like you said, also five turnovers. I got to mention that. And he's a, he's a rookie who has the ball in his hands a lot, so there's going to be a lot of turnovers. But some of these turnovers are so bad. Like they're just like they're just him trying to get something going that's not there. Now that comes along with a young guy who has this court vision gene that's crazy. Now Greg Kelser's referencing magic, and I know that that sounds crazy, but like he's got whatever that is, right? And you could throw uh, Jason Williams, White Chocolate's got that crazy gene as well, right? And and I know that Magic and, and Jason Williams aren't aren't quite the same player, but um, just that like that innate thing where you can kind of see things that other guys aren't quite seeing, and uh, he obviously has the audacity, obviously has the uh, wants to be on the stage and want to have the attention, which is a good thing for him as well. Uh, just it's an exciting player to watch and a good one for the NBA to to kind of grow around and, and see how his career develops. Uh, you can already see 
a great rookie season and then maybe a disappointing year two and then a great year year three and then he loses in the playoffs in year four and everyone's talking about oh you got to clean up some of the bad stuff you can like see the the mountain of his whole career up and down happening before our eyes or at least I can so it's going to be fun to watch uh like I said couldn't take my eyes off him and uh it's uh certainly a world-class talent out there for the Hornets Absolutely. It was a joy to watch, but uh, another thing kind of coupled when you bring in the five turnovers, they don't go down as turnovers, but it seems sometimes he just kind of either becomes disengaged or bails the team out and just launches up a 30 foot uh, perimeter shot. And I just don't think his shots there where teams are really necessarily going to respect it. He made one of them tonight. So um, obviously as that becomes more consistent, something that teams need to look out for, but you almost kind of breathe a sigh of relief when he does uh, something like that. And the Pistons did cover the four and a half point uh, bet online spread and the under came in for the first time in three Pistons games. The Pistons are going to be back in action Saturday at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn in a game we will talk about later, this, uh, later in the episode. Something else that I saw rear its ugly head from LaMelo in the Australia days, and I haven't watched him enough to know if this is happening a lot or not, but that uh, that running one foot up in the air uh, one knee up in the air, 17 foot kind of shot, which is like not something you should be taking in basketball. And he did at least one of those, maybe even two of those. And uh, I got to believe James Brago is standing on the sideline thinking, no, we talked about this. You don't, you don't take those shots until you prove you can make them. So it's again, uh, and there's a little bit of bad, but there's a whole lot of good with the mellow ball. And it's definitely interesting and definitely entertaining whatever's going to happen with his career. But uh, good stuff there. We will talk about the weekend. Speaking of formerly super entertaining guys, uh, Bruce Brown and Blake Griffin, uh, guys that we grew to love here in Detroit, and now they're playing for a team that is the Eastern Conference favorites right now. They got another big win on Thursday night to open the second half against the Celtics. Pistons Nets, we're going to talk about that. Next here on the Locked on Pistons podcast, but first... Brother Brian here, and I'm back to let you know that Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. It's March Madness, and you know where to go to find all the college basketball action this tournament. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Yes, sir! Today on the Lockdown Today podcast, on the one-year anniversary of the NBA shutting down due to COVID, an NCAA team is forced out of the tournament due to a positive test. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the radio.com app or wherever you get your podcast. Nobody's going to cry about the Duke Blue Devils, are there, Brian? I don't think so. No, I think they've seen enough success that uh, one year that they'll probably, and their fans will probably write off as kind of a weird COVID year, which, you know, there's a, there's a lot to that. But no, I don't think anybody in the Michigan area is certainly not crying for the Duke Blue Devils. But so plenty of college basketball to watch tonight and this weekend and for the rest of the month, Brother Brian's going to tell us some of that for tonight and uh, the prospects to watch for the draft. But first, Pistons fans got to get another big game. I mean, it's first time they got to see LaMelo Ball, the presumed rookie of the year and a future notable player here in the league for a long time. And now they're going to go up against a lot of notable players on Saturday night as it's, what if I had told you three years ago that 
you know, Durant, Harden, Irving, Blake would all be playing on the same team uh, in the Eastern Conference. Right. Just an unbelievable turn of events we've had here. And, uh, I think you know, it all kind of starts with the work that Sean Marks and Brooklyn did when they were in that huge hole as a franchise, made smart moves, had all those draft picks that they traded away, but they made their roster appealing for guys to come in. They kept the cap space open for guys to come in. They put some role players out there that could be traded and also be kept to play alongside of them. And now they got a team that, I don't know, if, if given that Anthony Davis' health is right now a question, uh, are they the favorites to win the NBA championship right now? Well, they're certainly the favorites to come out of the East with some of the moves they've made. And who's who knows? They might not even be done tinkering now. And at 25 and 13, they've been out like Kevin Durant here now for a while. It sounds like he's going to be out for a little bit longer. But they've got Blake coming in. Hopefully he ends up making his uh, debut here Saturday against his old squad uh, as they try to get him uh, worked into the lineup. But you're right. There's just a cl- such a collection of talent here. Um, the same team, basically, that the uh, Pistons played just a couple of weeks ago when they won 122-111. They're coming in on a three-game winning streak. Detroit's ending up a four-game uh, road road trip here and going to try to snap this two-game losing streak that they're on. But it's going to be tough. Kyrie Irving, James Harden, each over 25 points a night. Uh, James grabbing eight rebounds and throwing 11 assists. Just kind of you know, does everything for them. It is not necessarily, you know, needs to have the ball in his hands every time and be hoisting up shots to lead a successful uh, team. Yeah, it sounds like Durant is still out. I mean, he didn't play last night, and and they haven't officially ruled him out for Saturday night's game, but he's getting some hamstring scans right now, and he's pretty much all but out for Saturday's game. 40 points for Kyrie Irving on Thursday night on the TNT game against the Boston Celtics, his former team. And, yeah, James Harden has just kind of assumed the point guard role, and Kyrie Irving is kind of a little bit off the ball, which you would have kind of figured thought that they'd be maybe 50-50 on that some, but it sounds like Harden's just kind of the distributor. He almost goes for a triple-double on Thursday night, and uh, those two are playing well. I know the three of them haven't played too much together, so we'll see when Kevin Durant's able to get back. Blake Griffin, you mentioned, he spoke to the media on uh, Wednesday, I believe, for the first time since being bought out and then signed by the Brooklyn Nets, uh, and it, he said he's not injured, that they're just ramping him up, quote-unquote. I don't know if that means giving him some minutes possibly on Saturday against the Pistons or just working him back in practice. I don't know. I think – do you think that the fact that it's the Pistons on Saturday makes it more likely that Blake plays or less likely? Because I kind of think it's less likely, right? I mean, he doesn't want to have his first game back. And not that there's animosity, but – that it just adds a little bit of awkwardness to a situation where you might as well wait another couple of days. Yeah, and and I think the word you use right there, it's it's awkward, and there isn't a lot of animus that way. I think it would be more likely uh, for him to play if there was some animosity that he wanted to kind of get back at them and kind of gear up for that game. But because it was kind of an awkward situation, I think you're right. I think it's going to make it less likely that hey, you know, let's not bring along all this other stuff that's already going to be kind of a, a new uh, lineup and new uh, things working out for the Nets. So, you know, it, it is probably going to be something that leans more to him not playing the fact that it is against the Pistons. But at the end of the day, I don't think it's going to sway 
the decision either way. I, I think if they're ready for him to come in and grab a couple of minutes, they're going to do that. If they think they you know better spent taking another, you know, a couple of days before uh, getting him into the rotation, then they're going to do that. I don't think the opponent's necessarily going to matter at the end of the day, but if it comes down to it, I think I, I'm with you in thinking that it's less likely that he would play. And even if he does, it's got to be, I would imagine, limited minutes off the bench and whatnot. You just kind of get his feet wet in his new uniform with the Brooklyn Nets, and that's a 7 o'clock game on NBA TV as well if you want to check out the national broadcast, but they'll have it on Fox Sports Detroit too. Uh, We always talk about the good games, and Bruce Brown, I think he had like six games before the break in a row of uh, over 10 points, and most of them closer to 20 or even 29 one game. He dropped down back to earth on Thursday night with just a 4.3 rebound effort. Uh, in 19 minutes against the Nets. But, you know, coincidentally, you know, what if Blake ends up taking some of those Bruce Brown minutes? Because, you know, they don't play the same position. But with Brooklyn, it is kind of a a weird position in that you got those three guys out there and then everyone else just kind of fits around them uh, regardless of who they are and what position they traditionally play. So we'll see how Blake Griffin fits in and what that means for Bruce. And, And then, like you said, there's a couple of roster spots out there for them too, or maybe even Andre Drummond lands on that team or some other buyout candidates that could be out there as well. I suspect that Sean Marks and Steve Nash are not done tinkering with a team that, man, uh, when they get it going, those games are always exciting to watch with the Nets. They're going to score a lot. Uh, go with the over if you're thinking about that one. And um, yeah, especially with Kevin Durant getting back and, and Blake Griffin getting back to whatever he's going to be the rest of the season. It's it's one of the more fun, intriguing teams to watch. And, and really, uh, the Hornets and the Nets – back-to-back for the Pistons Thursday and Saturday, two of the more entertaining teams this uh, this season. And you wouldn't have said the same thing about those two teams last season for sure. Right, and both of those teams kind of show you that how quickly things can move around and turn around when you get the right players and the right people in the right places. And we discussed this yesterday that Troy Weaver's given himself as many opportunities as one could hope for in the front office to land that player that can be franchise altering or two or three players that can be franchise altering in Brooklyn's case. But, you know, it, it kind of gives you two examples that you can point to and that, you know, even though, you know, the days were a little darker a year or two ago here in two or three years, it can really turn around quickly and you can put a competitive product onto the floor. Yeah. And maybe those, those nice draft picks you make those nice value signings, the Jack, the Josh Jackson's, the, 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 the nice drafting of Saban Lee, Maybe those guys aren't the the pieces that are still on this team three years, but they're tradable assets. They're guys that can bring in some free agents that might want to play and guys that could help out these high draft picks that should be coming in in this next year, maybe even a couple of years down the road too. Because we saw a lot that we like from the Pistons on Thursday night, particularly Jeremy Grant and the young guys showing what they can do as they progress more and more. But uh, there's there's still obviously a very much a, a hole that uh, we need to fill offensively with this roster. And you could see where one of these rookies or maybe even some other guys acquired in the offseason could fit in seamlessly and get this offense going in the right direction. But uh, let's talk about those guys coming up next. The college games to watch this weekend. It is his championship weekend games all day long, all weekend long, leading up to the tournament next week. That's coming up next here on the Lockdown Pistons podcast, which is a proud member of the Lockdown Network, your team every day.
We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. Today's matchups are Caramel Brownie and Cherry Barcia, and also Lemon Almond Cheesecake taken on Carrot Cake with Walnuts. My vote and a little bit of an upset, I think, is Cherry Barcia over Caramel Brownie. That's what my vote's going for. Also, the Lemon Almond Cheesecake over Carrot Cake with Walnuts. That's a that's a walkover. There is no way that Carrot Cake with Walnuts is going to pull that that uh, that upset there. A lot of good upsets around the uh, the basketball world. Carrot cake with walnuts will not be one of them. You heard it here first. Go to builtbar.com or to bar underscore built on Twitter and uh, get your vote on. Remember, use the promo code LOCKDOWN20 to get 20% off your next order. That is LOCKDOWN20 to get 20% off your next order at builtbar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. This year, the Locked On Podcast Network will be live on Selection Sunday, March 14th, this weekend, reacting to who's in and who's out of the NCAA tournament. Big Ten's Ben Stevens and Josh Neighbors host Selection Sunday live with local experts from around the Locked On College network of podcasts. Follow Locked On Live on YouTube, Twitch, or Facebook today and watch our live Selection Sunday special on March 14th, brother Brian joining me here on Fridays with Brian, as we always do, Brian, I think we're all kind of taking a little bit of a college basketball crash course heading into March madness. Now you and I have been talking about a lot of these prospects and a lot of them are on the top teams, obviously too, but I don't know. I'm not as ready for filling out my bracket as I usually am. That's for sure. Yeah. Once you get past about 10 or 15 deep in some of these teams, it's, you, you know, it's been so sporadic with some cancellations because of COVID and everybody basically just playing an in-conference schedule uh, for the most part. Uh, it's been kind of tough to get exposed to a lot of uh, different teams. Although I will say that uh, sports gambling on my phone has made it a lot easier to be interested in some of these uh, uh, games that maybe in previous years I might not have been. And there are games today, that is for sure, and all throughout the weekend as well. We want to give you guys the quick rundown of things you need to know. We mentioned Michigan playing at 11.30 in the morning from Indianapolis against Maryland. We'll check that one out, obviously. But then come primetime, four draft prospects that we've got our eyes on. We're talking cream of the crop type of guys that you will probably be get, be able to get more looks on as March continues. But good uh, a good night for the clicker in your hand and uh, to watch some of these guys that are consensus top 10 picks yeah and it's all going to tip off at 6 30 on espn as oklahoma state number 12 in the country taking on baylor's still who replaced michigan at number two again and of course you're going to get to see consensus number one pick um kate cunningham uh somebody who's just uh, he scored 17 points here in the quarterfinals heading up into a big semifinal matchup against you know one of the better teams in the country it's going to be a good test for him it looks like uh, barring some uh, unexpected news from the NCAA front that they, that they should be able to get into March and see how Cade does in the tournament setting. But, you know, not knowing that for sure, it'd be a good chance for you to hop in and see him, which what could be one of his uh, last couple college basketball games. Yeah, some possible eligibility issues, but from what we can tell, it sounds like the Cowboys will be in the tournament. They're still going to deserve it based on resume. And Cade Cunningham has lifted them from a non-ranked team up to the uh, the teens there. And I, we talked, you and I were talking 
during the break before we hit record here on this third segment. And I think both of us like Kate Cunningham could see him being the first pick, but maybe he's not the consensus consensus LeBron Anthony Davis. This is obviously the first pick that, you know, will be taken. I'm not giving a hot take and saying he's not my number one guy still, but I'm, I'm reserving the right to possibly uh, change as we kind of dig in as the, uh, the June draft gets a little bit closer. So, and, and, I, and I'm picking that up from other people as well. And, and a lot of that credit has to go to, the other top guys, the Evan Mobley's and Jalen Suggs. I want to talk about just for a quick second here. Watched him play against BYU the other night in the conference championship of the West Coast Conference. They're going to be a number one seed. They're the number one seed in the NCAA tournament as well. And uh, the presumed favorites for March Madness, too. God, that guy's good. Jalen Suggs is outstanding. He gets it done on both ends. I think he's uh, defensive player of the year, possibly in his car. No, Mobley was the defensive player of the year in the Pac 12. But uh, Jalen Suggs is an outstanding defensive player, a floor general. Uh, the shot isn't great. It was good the other night, but you can see where that's maybe the weakness. But man, uh, as far as a point guard that you want running the show, Jalen Suggs is right up there for me. But uh, who else can we watch tonight, Brother Brian? And at nine o'clock, and have a get that clicker ready, like you said, because on ESPN, you're going to have North Carolina versus Florida State in the ACC semifinals, and you're going to get to see Scotty Barnes, a guard who's really kind of flow, you know flown up the draft board and through the top ten up into that group of guys that's right under that top five that everybody seems to kind of agree on. Um, you know, right below that is uh scotty barnes and again he he's kind of jumped up some draft boards so it might be a good time to check in on him to see what the reasoning behind uh a little bit of that jump is and another one that you know we talked about Cade maybe not being his consensus as number one as he's being made out to be because i don't see a lot of you know in, in the couple of games that i've been exposed to him i haven't really seen that super dominant player you'd expect to see with all the hype around him at the college basketball level, but somebody that's uh, got a nice offensive game and another person jumping up draft boards is James Booknight. He, him and his uh, UConn Huskies will be taking on Creighton on Fox sports one at nine o'clock. Uh, so you can go between Scotty Barnes and James Booknight uh, and watch two of those top lottery talent goes. And then later in the evening, uh, at 1130 USC's whiskey be time 1130 yeah, is whiskey time. time yeah there you go it's gonna take it be either taking on Colorado or Cal that game's going on as we're recording right now but you get to see Evan Mobley the seven footer big guy can guard all you know certainly four positions and you know you can make an argument for saying that he can guard all five positions so this is kind of one of those different talent those physical freaks that comes along every so often that you know, he's if he isn't ahead of Cade, like we're talking about, he's certainly uh, locking himself into that number two spot in a lot of boards. Yeah, Evan Mobley, the first player in several years to uh, to be a freshman and to win conference player of the year in a major conference and defensive player of the year in a major conference. First since I'll give the listeners five seconds to think of their answer. Brian, do you have one that comes to mind who that might be? No, I, I was going to go with Chris Weber. Oh, Anthony, Anthony Davis, Davis okay, is the answer. Sense. So pretty good company to keep for uh, Evan Mobley. He's outstanding. And, uh, yeah, I'm I'm really curious. I want to get another look at Booknight. I want to get another look at Scotty Barnes. I haven't really watched much of Booknight or Barnes, to be honest. 
this year. The reason I wanted to talk about book night a little bit today is because uh, Richard Stamen of, of Mavs draft on Twitter. And these are guys that are contributors to our locked on NBA draft podcast, which is doing great moving up all the charts. You guys, if you're a Pistons fan, you need to have that as your secondary podcast after us. And Richard has, everyone talks about the top five and we do it here. Cunningham, Mobley, Suggs, Green, Kaminga. This is the first time I've seen a, a draft expert that I really respect in Richard that has someone other than those five guys in his top five. And he had James Booknight at number five over uh, Jalen Green. So Jalen Green not in his top five, James Booknight in his top five. Richard knows his stuff. So I'm going to give a real close look to UConn and see what they've got. They're growing up against enough, a tough team in Creighton as well. So some chances to go up against some real high caliber athletes there and then Mobley and then Barnes, a lot of good basketball this weekend. I mean, this is it, right? If you're a basketball fan. This is what you want. You can see Blake Griffin possibly going up against the Pistons. I hope you guys are excited. Like I am for a nice basketball weekend, open the windows a little bit. If it's, if it's nice enough, uh, get your vaccination as soon as possible as well. It's just, it's good times all around. Yeah. And with madness beginning, it's, it's one of the great, uh, sports months of the year. You've got baseball uh, starting to show its head. Uh, basketball and hockey both kind of roaring into the playoffs. Uh, football draft coming up. It's really a fun time of year. And as we're kind of getting back to the sense of normalcy a little bit and hopefully even more normal as we go down the road, it's really going to be uh, you know, fun to get back involved here in some exciting sporting events coming up here. And I believe we got a Tigers game at one o'clock on Fox Sports Detroit today as well. So you can go from Michigan to the Tigers, these draft prospects, get the whiskey for Evan Mobley at 1130, watch the Pistons on Saturday night, a great weekend ahead and uh, good times all around. But that wraps up this edition of Locked on Pistons. I'm your host, Matt Shook. He is brother Brian. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked on Wolverines. Get yourself ready for Maryland. Have a great day and we'll talk to you guys on Monday.